We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yield Raven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandorp, Modster, Icebug, Spangren, Titus Andromedon, Dang, Xynosin, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, and new patron. Why is there only one Norwegian Dota 2 player? We like Dota, episode 342 starts now. start you go ahead you insolent fool hello and welcome to we like dota episode 342 my name is a2k i'll be your host for today and i'm joined by jim what's up jim how's it going arian pretty good how's your leg uh it i think it's on its way better it feels better uh, i'm going to the orthopedic surgeon this week and i might get the uh a-ok to start putting weight on it oh very nice very yeah. nice uh, yeah, I'm also feeling pretty good. I got my uh, first COVID shot last week. Oh, that was pretty nice. Although uh, the guy, like taking my details, um, he was a military officer, and he seemed to be very upset that I was Persian. <laughs> he was very upset. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, I told him my name, and he was like, Oh, I don't know how to spell that. Can you spell it out? And he was like, Where's that from? And I was like, Yeah, I'm Persian. And he was like, Oh God, no. And I was like, Damn, but. <laughs> He still, you know, uh, gave me the go-ahead to get vaccinated, so... That's good. Know. Which one did you get? Uh, the Pfizer one, BioNTech. But honestly, I feel like it's kind of weird that people, like, base their identity around, like, which vaccine they got. I would have taken any vaccine, dude. Yeah, Moderna's for the good-looking people, but... <sighs> good one, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just see so many people being like Moderna gang or Pfizer gang and that shit that's super cringy in my opinion. I Pe- really don't like that. People really do that? Yeah, honestly I see a lot of that and it's kinda of embarrassing for them. But you know. Yeah, if if you did that, uh, you should be ashamed. Well Pfizer is the only one approved uh, at least in the US for children. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh Jim, do you wanna do a small shout out here? Yes. Uh, attention listeners, uh, Team Digital from our uh, erstwhile patron, Digital Nick, uh, frequent participant on our Discord, uh, he is running, along with Team Digital, a fundraiser for the Bluebell Woods uh, Care Center in England near his home. Uh, it's a, a care center. It's where you know people who need care um, go and, and receive it. And, uh, there's, you know, volunteers who help, uh, and fundraisers like this help support the work that they're doing. Um, it's for a very good cause. Uh, there'll be a link in our discord. And as part of it, you can donate money and, and play against members of team digital, play against each other, uh, play against digital Nick and Arian. Are you excited? Because yeah, we're playing them as well. We, uh, the We Like Dota crew, are playing against Team Digital to raise money uh, for the Bluebell Woods Care Center. Um, 
please tune in. It's going to be next Sunday. Uh, what time? 7 p.m. UK time. Yes. So I think that's 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, the 6th of June. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a great throwdown. We're trying to raise money. Um, you can go to, you can follow the links in our Discord to get to the place to donate. Um, I know friend of the show, Greg Greg Shershur, is donating uh, contingent on the number of divine rapiers purchased in the game. Mm-hmm. So he's donating some money and then extra um, based on the number of rapiers. So you could do stuff like that um, to try to force us to throw the game. Um, in order to raise money for people who need it. But it's a good cause. Go check it out. And you could just donate money even if you don't want to watch us uh, play uh, Incompetent Dota. In speak for time. yourself, Jim. I'm quite competent. Uh, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I, you see that new uh, video from Jenkins with the, the Herald 1 game that he cast? I think I linked well, it to you. I have to admit, you linked it to me and told me to watch it because it's going to be relevant for the podcast. I skimmed through it. I didn't watch the whole 17-minute video. It was too long. Uh, well, I think Jenkins is very funny, and so I enjoy his content. But there's a warlock in there who just keeps alting stacks of ancients until he gets Ag's Refresher. And then um, I won't spoil whether or not he wins the game with that build. Uh, but I might be trying that if you pick me Warlock, Arian. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You, you you don't have a say in what I pick you, Jim. I think you already know that. I know. It's going to be position 5 Terrorblade. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, Dota feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at it go. Oh, yeah. Welcome. To our personal indulgence segment, also known as Dota Feelings, where I ask you, Jim, the question, how was your week in Dota? And how did it make you feel? Uh, my week in Dota was full, Arian. I played a bunch of games. I think as I mentioned on the last episode of the podcast, I've ended up sleeping on the couch lately. Because it's, oh, co- ah, it's much more comfortable for my leg. You have to up the stairs? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't have to go up the stairs, and I can kind of perch my leg on the back of the couch, um, and it, it's really elevated and quite comfortable. So, I mean, I'm down here anyway, and I can't fall asleep because I'm uncomfortable. So, the access to the PC is much more tempting for you to play more Dota. Yeah, um, and my wife is is working at night a lot. She's uh, got a big project she's kind of crunching on, so I have some time, and. I played a whole bunch of games. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I played. I got to play mid. I played off lane. I played safe lane support. I think I played every position at some point. Um, pretty neat. Uh, I had one game which I, I have to talk about because I have in. Uh, I have a position on uh, one of my teammates in scare quotes uh, from this fifty-two minute jug game that I played. So it's just me and Raven. And Raven picks Lich because he's like a level 25 Lich and he's very good at it. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I'll pick Juggernaut because Juggernaut and Lich, it's like a combo, you know? And uh, the opposing team immediately picks Techie's Tidehunter. And so it's like not going to be a fun safe lane. Isn't Jack good against Tidehunter? 
Yeah, but you're not going to kill the tide. Uh, true. Unless yeah. you like harass them before, but that requires coordination. I mean, I, we might have killed him once. Um, he yeah, didn't. That's good. He didn't like force me out. Um, I didn't force. We just kind of traded farm. Um, the techies is hard to kill because spin is slow, and he can kill himself while you're spinning him. Um, although Raven did get him with a blast at one point when he was low. So you know we played and it was fine. Then the guy picking mid like insta locks mid, and he picks some mid hero. I forget what it was. And then right before the game starts, he switches to Pudge and says, get griefed. <laughs> oh, no. And we start the game, and I'm like, I trust in you. I trust in our Pudge mid. He's like, you shouldn't. I'm like, oh, okay. Dude, he said, get grief. How do you trust him at this point? Because we have no choice. Um, <laughs> and so we're going, and the guy's just, like, I've never seen someone miss hooks like this guy. Like, every hook gets missed. Hmm. And no A to K pudge. I had there. No, he's definitely not A to because I've seen your pudge. I'm like, all right, well, you can do pudge, right? Maybe this guy's fine. Uh, as the game went, it he didn't accomplish all that much. Like I said, it's a 52 minute game. He was mid. He finished with tranquil boots, urn, blade mail, and a blink dagger, and two empty item slots. Damn. I mean, that's a... Uh, how long was that game? 52 minutes. That's a staggeringly low amount of fun. Like, he, Pudge, he's a bit bad with, like, clean waves early, but you literally just need a hood, and you farm so fast on Pudge. Yeah, he had less net worth than Raven. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he. looking at the scoreboard, he finished 1-21. and 21, and How I many don't, assists, though? 18. Well, that's not that bad. Yeah, I don't think he ever intentionally fed. Okay. Um, but later on in the game, uh, and his, his stack mate was a, a treant who uh, just suicide pushed out lanes and farmed his ag scepter. So like every team fight, we were down like two heroes because Pudge <laughs> died instantly and treants on the other side of the map. Uh, so we can have vision of the enemy jungle. While we're trying mm. to defend our high ground, uh, and I'm playing Jug, right? So I got I got Battle Fury in a reasonable time. I'm uh, farming things up. I'm trying. So not... you carried this game, is what you're saying? Well, yeah, we didn't win. Um, ah, okay. Because our our the opposing team had 70 kills, <laughs> but uh, it was like uh, actually kind of fun because. I was the only person who wasn't like instantly dying in all these mm. fights, and I and they had a they had a faceless void, um, who the the pudge had fed quite heavily, and so I had to like play around Chrono, and I had you know Ags and Shard, um, and I was like seven slotted, so and like I had to try to figure out how to win these team fights, essentially by myself. Um, I mean, Raven was there, and, and his ice blasts were really good. But uh, it, it was cool; like it was, it was kind of fun. And then I had one play that was probably the greatest play I've ever done in Dota. Like the time I uh, Manta dodged a Laguna Blade by accident once. This one, the the opposing mid was a Hoodwink, and so he had come down to get into like a little scrap. 
at the the safe lane, and our pudge had rotated down to try to feed them, I guess. And Pudge came down, missed a hook, and then he's like wandering around the jungle, losing all his HP. And I I run up there to try to like engage in the fight, maybe get a kill while they're trying to kill Pudge. And I like come around a tree, and I, uh, and the Hoodwink's ult like just hits right into me, like as I'm hitting Q for spin. And I just, like, intercept the bolt so it doesn't hit the pudge, keeping the pudge alive. Um, Otherwise, maybe he would have had 22 deaths. And then uh, I spin back to the lane. I didn't even know what happened for, like, 10 seconds. I was like, wait, what was that noise? Like, the the hoodwink thing hitting me? Um, But Raven... This guy doesn't deserve you. What a player. Yeah, and then... uh, And then, like, at one point later in the game... I think, I don't know, it looked like he might have been feeding. Um, and someone was like, oh, are you intentionally feeding? I think our Chaos Knight was yelling at him. Uh, and he goes, I'm not feeding, I'm vibing. There's a big difference between <laughs> vibing and feeding. Oh, no. And then I got on voice, I was like, maybe to you, but not so much to us. <laughs> and then he started yelling at me, cursing at me, he called me a monkey, and I muted him and reported him. Damn. Yeah. But... So here's my position on this guy. Okay, hit me. I was talking with Raven about it afterwards. He wasn't intentionally feeding, like walking up mid, right? Or then like letting himself die to towers or whatever. But there's a concept in the law, Arian, called scienter. It's the mental state necessary for fraud. Mm-hmm. And it's you don't have to know that what you're saying is false to defraud someone uh, under Interesting. you just have to make a statement that you don't care whether or not it's true. Like you yeah. statement without regard to its truth or falsity. And that's what this guy was doing. He wasn't intentionally trying to lose, but he was playing without the, the goal to win. Interesting. Yeah. In Germany, we call that uh, fahrlässigkeit. So for example, like if you just kill somebody, you're, like, you, know, you just killed somebody. But if you kill somebody through neglect, it's called fahrlässigkeit. That's kind of what this patch was doing. Yeah. He he didn't care whether he won or lost. Yeah. Irresponsible uh, amount of neglect. Yeah. And, like, why not just, I don't know, go play Diablo or something? <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of annoying. But, like, in the end, like, the, the chess game of trying to win these team fights against like these people who had just been fed 70 kills by my teammates um it was actually kind of fun and exciting and it's the first game i've lost with juggernaut in like two weeks so i was a little disappointed there but it was fun so you learned something that's what you're saying because the game was so hard yeah and it was with raven like raven's so pma you can't be angry if you're with raven raven never gets angry no he keeps you on a keeps you on a good course how about your week how did how did Um, that made you feel Dota has made me feel pretty good this week. It may be a bit overwhelmed because this past week, like not the uh, yesterday and today, I haven't been playing that much Dota, but I've been playing an unhealthy amount of Dota for the past like five days. It's probably like five to six games every day, um, just unranked stacked games uh, with the with the squad, and it was a lot of fun. 
but it was also a lot of Dota. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I had fun. Uh, I I tried uh, safe lane Snapfire two oh. times. Um, it didn't go that well the first game. So in the first game, my lane went really really bad, but we won in the end. And the second game, my game like my lane went really 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 well, and then we lost in the end, uh, which was kind of irritating. Uh. Um, but I got to the so in both games, I got to the like endgame snapfire state i want to say where you have like two daedali uh, is that the plural of daedalus Daedali? yes i, I believe okay. it is two daedali a divine eye of scotty monkey king by and satanic and <laughs> it's one of the most fun builds in dota because you're just like one shot heroes uh so <laughs> in the first game i was laying against the timber saw and you know snapfire she's ranged but She's a strength hero still, so she really doesn't like to get run at by a timber saw. I died like four times in lane, but I heard uh, I had the trusty Ursinity Tinker on my side who dragged out the game for a long time. And then in one of the team fights, the Void finally, like after trying probably like four times, got to Chrono, our Tinker. And he was like, nice, I actually can kill him. And then I just like three shot him before he could even get <laughs> uh, inside nice. his own Chrono. And that's like that was the game winning team fight pretty much. Um, the other game, I had a really really good lane, um, but we just couldn't kill the enemy draw ranger. Uh, at a mm. certain point in that game, let me check here, I had satanic, one daedalus, and four rapiers. <laughs> These games are amazing. Yeah, and then I bought a swift bling to uh, switch out the daedalus. So I had four rapiers, satanic, swift bling. Uh, but then I fed and dropped four rapiers, um, and we lost that way. Like, that second game, we got Megat at, I want to say, minute 50, and we dragged it out for uh, 20 more minutes. Uh, so I actually had... <laughs> I had two <laughs> rapiers, like, in my inventory, and then I bought two rapiers in reserve and just uh, put them <laughs> in fountain for when I had to buy back. And then I died, got the two rapiers from my fountain... Killed the Draw Ranger who took the two rapiers he just took off me. So I had four rapiers, but then I fed, as I said. Um, yeah. And we lost that game. Uh, still fun. Snapfire safe lane uh, needs some more consideration, I think. Uh, you definitely build SNY. And her farming, it's kind of nice because you have a good attack animation. So huh. just a Maelstrom and the Dragonlance uh, makes you farm pretty fast. So yeah, safe lane Snapfire. I wouldn't say I recommend it. I think mid is definitely still the way to go if you want to do a core snapfire, but it's not terrible. Like, it's not bad enough to win with it, I guess. Um, yeah, I besides like that, that... I like that you're buying rapiers. I think if I had bought a rapier earlier in my jug game, we might have actually won. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to go for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's 350 damage. That's a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. However, you, you tend to throw. I threw the second game, but the other game, you know, I only had one rapey in the other game though so maybe that was why we won in the end um yeah besides that i've been playing a bit of pagna because i'm trying to get him to platinum tier i'm currently like 1000 dota plus hero xp uh out wow right um, on yeah i'm really trying to get that because the platinum tier voice line from pagna is you did that to yourself which i feel like is a pretty nice voice line uh, i uh, really want to get one. that one um and then this has also been extensively discussed on Fourth Spirit. Uh, I'm not sure if you listened to their recent episode yet, the Ursi Aegis Choke, when he was uh, playing Slark. Never, never heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so 
it was me, Zach, and Ursia, I believe. We were playing a game. Um, let me. I'm not sure which, which mid I was. Was it Dota like, Two? It was Dota Two, actually. Okay. Yes. Believe it or not. Um, so yeah, Ursia, he was playing Slark, and he had a really really bad lane. So I guess he was also like already pre-tilted from that lane, <laughs> uh, which was pretty bad. But you know, he bought a Midas. He reco- he recovered pretty well, and then. We had some really, really nice team fights. Uh, oh, here's the game. Okay. Um, we had some really nice team fights, um, which kind of allowed us to, I guess, kind of get back. And then, you know, we killed two heroes outside of their base and we started roaching. Um, okay. And we killed the Roche. And when the Roche is at like 20% HP, they start engaging us. Um, we try to hold them outside of the Roche pit while Ursi finishes, right? And then Ursi finishes the Roche. And he has an axe running to them. I uh, I ran this back on Zach's stream because he was streaming. <laughs> Ursi, he had seven seconds while the axe was running at him to pick up the ages. And for <laughs> seven seconds, he was fumbling around with his inventory and didn't pick up the ages. And in the yeah. end, axe, he didn't blink and he just ran and then took the ages. And, you know, <laughs> it's a stressful situation, but yeah. I still gave him a lot of shit for it. Um, yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too much into this. I just wanted to get uh, get uh, my account of this situation because you know. Uh, however, yeah, I, no comment on this. It was pretty funny, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it does sound good. <laughs> then what I've also been doing is I recommend this action to everybody who's interested in like pro Dora right now. Uh, just watch pubs because what's happening right now is all the players they're in Kiev, right? Like pretty much all the good pro players ah. are in Kiev. So they're just queuing EU pubs. And any high-level pub right now that you can spectate, it's going to have like four or five TI-level pro players just casually playing there. And oh, yeah, look a at lot this. This is watch. wild. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the uh, the pub list now, and it's like Quinn playing against IG Emo, and there's like a couple other pros in it. Exactly, exactly. And then That's also... Wild. Uh, it's a lot of, especially the Chinese player, because some of the NA players, they queue EU West sometimes, but the Chinese player, like, they're literally region locked in China. Unless oh, right. they're in a different region. So it's very fun seeing the Chinese players play against EU players on pubs. Uh, yeah, would recommend. I've been doing that. It was a lot of fun. Besides that, I mean, I played, I have a million different stories because I played so many games and just by sheer quantity, a lot of fun things happened, but the segments also going pretty long, so I guess we should continue to the news. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) To read the future, I need entries. Getting into the news. Jim, have you heard of the Major? I have. I heard some people talk about it on one of my favorite podcasts. We like Dota. The Internet's casual Dota 2 podcast. I love the podcast. Um, Yeah, we have the Major starting in two days, I believe. Hmm. Yes, probably a day from when this episode comes out. And Jim, I want to hear your predictions on who's going to make it out of some of these stages. Because it's like the wildcard stage already. It's super stacked. It's Team Nigma, Secret, Vichy Gaming, IG, Execration, and AS Monaco Gambit. They recently, you know, backed that uh, football sponsorship. Uh, yeah. Them. Uh, that's like four TI caliber teams, like TI winning caliber teams, just in the wildcard seats. So, out of these six teams, which two teams do you think are gonna make it make it out of the wildcard stage? 
Uh, I think IG is going to make it out just because they won the last major. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to pick uh, Secret because the world is not kind enough to save me from Secret being in the major. Mm. Uh... I don't want them to. I want, you know, Nigma and Ravici, but. You don't watch them. I'm gonna make a controversial take. I think ooh, none ooh. of the EU teams are gonna make it out of wild cards. So, I think what's most likely to happen is just that it's just gonna be Vichy Gaming and IG. Mm-hmm. And the second likeliest option, I believe, is IG and Team Nigma. I think IG is as close as you can be of a lock uh, for making it out of wild card seeds. Because I would be very shocked if they didn't do that. But I think Team Nigma, I'd rate them higher than Team Secret. The last time they matched up directly against each other, Team Nigma actually 2 0 them. Um. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think Nigma's better. I just think, yeah. I, I could just see it's just, it's one of those situations where you're like, oh, okay, this is the time when Nigma finally beats Secret. But like when it, when it really matters, you know? But then yeah. they end up not. And it's just disappointing. Like, Secret always disappoints me with their success. I mean, people are going to say that, you know, Team Nygma, they got a literal last place in the last major, but they had a stand in there, which yeah. you can win some, you know, EU DPC league games maybe with a stand in, but you can't win games in a major. And ILTW is looking pretty good on the team, so I'll go with IG Vichy Gaming and maybe Nygma. I hope it's Nygma. Uh, yeah, yeah, so do I. So in the group stage here, we have Team Liquid, PSG LGD, TNC Predator, Team Spirit, Evil Geniuses, and Beast Coast. So which two teams do you think don't make it out of the group stage? Don't make it out? Yeah. Um, I will go with Team Spirit and Beast Coast. Although I love... I love Beast Coast, and they have Hector, who's like my favorite. But I just think, I guess I have no idea how good Southeast Asia is. Like, I, I see like Tim's, Armel, Gabby. These are all people who I like recognize, so I assume they're really good. But mm-hmm. maybe they're not that great. Uh, I mean, I think you're crazy for saying Beast Coast, dude. How can you do your boy Hector dirty like that, Sean? I know it. It hurts me, but I don't see them beating EG. I don't see them beating Liquid. I think Liquid's really good. And I I don't see anyone beating PSG. Yeah, I, I mean, either. I think uh, Team Spirit, they're probably going to not make it out of the group stage. I got to agree with you on that one. But I think the second team, uh, I'll probably choose Team Liquid. Um, okay. I think, no offense to, uh, what is the p- new patron's name? Uh, why is there only one Norwegian pro Dota player? Because the only oh, yeah. one Norwegian pro Dota player he's referring to, Tiger, he is on Team Liquid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think Team Liquid, they tend to be very overrated by casters especially uh, hmm. and analysts and like Dota personalities because they're a very nice team and they keep very good contacts and relationships with a lot of the Dota scene. Um so people tend to overrate them. And, you know, it like how casters and analysts rate teams, it influences the public opinion a lot. So I think True. Team Liquid, they're mostly overrated, in my opinion. I think they can crumble very quickly, especially against a Chinese team that's just going to punish every small mistake that you're going to make. Uh, yeah. And Beast Coast, I think they're, 
they're like a candidate in my opinion for winning the group stage i think people are not ready for the power level that south american carry players have on land oh all right like they're competitive when i don't know ppd forces them to play on 200 ping <laughs> yeah so I, I i think like k1 especially like he wasn't at the last major but my god that guy's good he farms like a madman Oh yeah, absolutely. I just Evil Geniuses just never loses to the SA teams. Uh yeah, but I mean you can still make it out of the group stage without losing to Evil Geniuses. True. Uh, with losing to Evil Geniuses, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the thing about Liquid I think is right. I mean, we a bunch of them talked to you at that at that event you went to, and that's why I root for Insane. Yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he was like a great interview and they were funny. So I could totally see how that would end up um influence people but they got sumail man they do been... but uh, i i'm you're gonna get mad at me if i say anything bad about sumail uh, <laughs> no it's all good say it i'm not saying he's washed up but he hasn't played on a real team for a long time like that yeah, it's og face doesn't really count yeah but it's sumail he's just a he's just a player dude he's not like god or something he's a i think he's a very good player and he is but there's a lot of very good mid laners yeah but mid is like where you can just plug in someone it's not no like... that's not true you in this high level dota you can't just plug in somebody that was my second point like he's yeah. a pl- he's a stand-in like team liquid they're playing with a stand-in it's not like nigma stand-in who just used their coach uh, he's a good player obviously right but he's still a stand-in yeah but but my, my point is just that mid is like the one position where you can put like i think it has like the least impact um provided the individual skill levels at that yeah i mean it probably has the least impact but that doesn't mean it doesn't have a big impact it's still a very big impact listen 2015 evil geniuses lost their mid player added some random kid named sumail (laughs) and won the dac 2015 like in his first tournament for yeah, somebody like sure. left, you sure, know, like sure, sure. it can happen. It's not but, 2015, Jim. It's time to move on from the past. Yeah, agreed. But I still think that. Yeah, I think yeah, Liquid, they could lose though. You're right. I think Liquid and Spirit get eliminated. Uh, anyway, playoff seed. Obviously, technically, no team makes it out of here. But let's just do our top three who we think goes here. Um, and obviously, we can include the teams who we think makes it out of the group stage and world cut okay so you're asking for like who will be the top four yeah i mean you can do top four you can do yeah. top five if you're feeling really well Jim. i'm not your <laughs> whoa whoa i don't know uh i will say my top five would be uh aster eg IG and uh, I don't want to say secret, but I'm tempted to say secret. Mm. I just think like I just have a feeling. It's not based on any kind of rational analysis. I just have a feeling that secret's going to do well and, and frustrate me. Sure, sure. That's reasonable. Yeah. What's yours? My team to win it all is probably I'll, I'll say like Asta. Beast Coast, I think this is NA's tournament. I rate them very highly. All right. Uh, 
Asta, Beast Coast, IG, PSG, LGD, and then maybe Quincy Crew. I no. think they choked a bit last major, but, you know, they beat EG, I think. They didn't straight, have MSS last major. They, yeah, they yeah, exactly. And they still MSS, did very yeah. well. So I yeah. think in Quincy Crew, they have a chance at, like, top five. EG, yeah, really however, good. I'm not going to call last major a fluke, but I'd rate Quincy Crew higher than EG. I'm not sure if that's a controversial thing to say. I think they could be in the same category. I think it's reasonable. And I think if you put, you know, if you had Quincy Crew at one and EG at one A, that's fine. Yeah, I, if they play like ten games each other, EG would probably win like six or seven out of those ten games. But I don't know the land factor. I can't really explain it. I think on land maybe they're better. Who knows? Nah, it, it's probably that's also fair. just I think you thinking. could say the Quincy. Nah, I think they are really good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's my that's my prediction. Also, uh, it's nice to have like a major where there's. Uh, like only two standards so far. No, actually only one yeah. standard so far. Uh, the the Singapore major had like, I feel like I'm not sure, but it was more than half the teams were working with some kind of standard. Uh, and in this major, yeah. it's only one. Also, due in part, I'm not sure if they you've heard of this, but a lot of the Chinese players' flights got canceled because uh, <laughs> yeah. something with COVID. And we play. They just organized a private flight for the Chinese players to get there. Oh, really? That was the solution? Yeah, yeah. They just organized a private flight. Wow. Deep pockets. That's pretty baller. Exactly. Yeah, that is. I have no idea how much a private flight would cost from... China. I don't know. I'm not sure as well. China to Kiev? I mean, yeah. it has to be a big plane, right? If you're just doing, like, a business jet, that can't carry all the Chinese players and, like, their staff. No, you're going to need, like, a 737 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, border move by replay. Shout out to them. Uh, it seems like, yes. from what I've seen, they've also been very on point with like the hygiene, uh, hygiene policy and stuff. Yep. Cool. Uh, another story that we have to get into here is another case of match fixing. Jim, uh, we had two teams banned from the law division of the NADPC, namely Wind and Rain and Picado Gaming Squad. Uh, there's not a lot of detail on this. Uh, two of the players from Wind of Rain have said that they have nothing to do with, with it, and it's three other players that have been match-fixing, but it's questionable, obviously, how much you can lend to their word. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. this is pretty weird, because... So, you know, uh, maybe you can just get into the Wind and Rain situation, what happened to them before, and I can inject some of my commentary in there. You gave me a good summary before this. Sure. Yeah. So from what I understand, Wind and Rain had been another team earlier, uh, yeah. a team in the previous season of DPC. And then like someone on Wind and Rain kicked four of the guys and allegedly like a group of four other people who are known as uh, match fixers joined. So like presumably that fifth person received compensation for adding these guys and kicking the other four guys. Hmm. And then they went in to, to, to fix matches, I guess, against Picado squad. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, namely, uh, n about the known match-fixing thing. So there were the German national championships. Uh, and one of the players who then played on Win and Rain, he was called Seitzate. 
He played yes. there, and there were allegations of match fixing uh, in the German national championships. Um, but after an investigation by ESIC, which is like a German, not the German, a uh, European esports body, he was actually cleared. So oh. the reason that Gods gave, because uh, I think it was Sammy Boy, he tweeted about this, but then he had to delete that tweet uh, because he didn't know uh, that he was cleared. Uh, he tweeted about like, hey, why is this guy allowed to play? And the reasoning that BTS gave about why he's allowed to play is that they cleared him in the German national championships. So what I'm trying to find out right now is if this has any implications of the German national championships being fixed after all, because that would be pretty interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously of special interest to me as a German. Yeah, and as a North American, uh, I'm particularly upset about this because it, it, you know, it tarnishes the lower division of the North American DPC, which, uh, you know, should honor the work of random, you know, Brax and IX Mike stacks. Exactly. Um, and that guy from uh, g- the Game Leap videos. <laughs> True. I mean, it's not like a problem that's like uh, specific to NA. We also had last season yeah. in the lower division of EU a case of match fixing. I think the team was Metaphor Pro. So this just oh, right. shows that Dota, it has a pretty ugly underbelly, I'll say. Uh, there's a lot of match fixing that people don't find out about. Didn't didn't someone... You could do like statistical analyses on these things. And, and isn't like low-tier tennis full of match fixing like any time when people aren't making a lot of money doing something they there's match fixing yeah true uh, like and so yeah you're just like always gonna get it in like the the tier two yeah except I'd, in eu where like the tier two players like one ti a couple years ago <laughs> I mean, like, no, western eu is like ridiculous yeah but like they're stacked like yeah i mean that's also the reason why for example it's so prevalent in south america uh, like that's one part, uh, oh, sure, one part yeah. but also the currency conversion is very good for them. So if they huh. fix like with somebody cooperating with, uh, I don't know, like European betting site, uh, they can make a lot of money in their currency. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that's that. Stop matrixing, guys. If any lower division uh, tier two pros are listening to this, just stop. Don't do it. You're going to tarnish IX Mike's reputation. Who we are, we are not. Yeah, we are not going to match fix in our match against Team Digital. Whoa! Speak for yourself. I got a pretty nice offer, actually. It depends on how much people are willing to donate. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the news. Uh, I'm looking forward to the major. Uh, I hope you are doing so as well. Should be fun to watch. Absolutely, I agree. You're tougher than I thought. Come along. Time. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. Continuing to Hero of the Week. Uh, it's this week, Lashrak. Uh, you've played this hero quite a lot, Jim, and I'll say you do the ability this, this time. Usually I always have to do it if it's a two-person podcast. Now it's your turn, Jim. Sure. Sounds good. Leshrac is a ranged intelligence hero uh, who is commonly played in the mid lane. Yep. Also, can support, also yeah. 
but can also yeah can also be played uh, as an offlane core sometimes and as a support. Uh, he really kind of does a bit of everything. I've seen even a couple safe lane lists, which I don't yeah, think I mean, is why not? unreasonable. Like he farms very fast. Um, something to mention about him also: he's a super fast hero, 325 base speed. Yeah. And the build uh, is generally fairly greedy, so you end up with BOTs pretty early. Yeah, and you're incredibly fast. Yeah. So his Q is Split Earth. Uh, It splits the earth under enemies, dealing damage and stunning for a short duration. Uh, He lifts his front hooves. They don't look like hooves. They kind of look like... I don't know what they are. But he lifts his front hooves up. Uh, and after 0.35 seconds, spikes shoot up from the ground and stun people in a circle of a radius that scales from 150 to 225. They're stunned for two seconds and take 120 to 300 damage. Constant nine-second cooldown. Yep. Um, and you can purchase a shard for it uh, at 20 minutes, which... Causes Split Earth to repeat in the same location three additional times with a five-second delay between each one. And each time the radius increases by 75. Uh, and the echo location is visible to both teams. So the thing with Split Earth is that the where the spikes are coming up is not visible to both people initially. Yeah. And so you can, like, pump fake the spell by hitting Q and then stopping the animation. And people will think that there's going to be something popping up in, like, a half second but then there there isn't, um, if you're good at it. I, mean, I don't do that. Uh, do you all, do that? Uh, I do it sometimes in the game, but it's not terribly useful. And the the cast animation is very weird because Leshrac, he has one of the longest cast animations in the game. Like every spell of his, except Pulse Nova, has like a one second cast animation, I want to say. It's super long. Um, so it's yeah, hard to it's... in the first place, but then also... Split Earth, it has a very, very long backswing, which I often mistake mm. as the cast animation. So sometimes you right. like pump fake it, and then you're like, oh, I'm still mid animation, I can cancel it. And then you cancel it and you run around, but because that was just a bad backswing, like it still goes off even if you cancel it. Uh, so yeah, I, I generally don't pump fake it too much. Yeah, the, uh, the it has such a long follow through. Um, you can also cancel the follow through. So if you are trying to stun someone yeah. and you mean to do it, like I have auto repeat right click on. Mm. So I cast the spell and then just hold down right click on the enemy and it cancels that part of the follow through and you get yeah, a right click cool. off quicker. Yeah. And it, it looks really awkward. It's terribly animated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is why almost every mid lash buys an ATOS to get a reliable stun. Uh, which then feeds into a skill combo. Uh, and some, I've seen this on support lash a lot. Some people actually like to build Atos, which I guess works as well. Yeah, I don't, I think I did at one point just because he farms so fast. Yeah, true. Um, his W is Diabolic Edict. Uh, it saturates the area around Leshrac with magical explosions that deal physical damage to enemy units and structures. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's like little bursts, little pulses kind yeah. of that affect one thing within the area. 
So if you have if you're in a creep wave, you, it's not really going to do much. But if you isolate someone, they're going to take the full damage from it. Yeah, that's some um, damage. Yes, because it's forty explosions over ten seconds, and each explosion deals scaling eight up to forty four uh, damage. So that's like. 1700 damage or something at, at fourth level. Yeah. Uh, if you get them all to land on one thing. And it deals 40% more damage to towers. It's very good against towers. But yeah, I love maxing this because I love killing towers. Hmm. And you just like stand in front of a tower and it's just gone in exactly. like eight seconds. I mean, I usually don't max this. When I play mid lash, yeah. I max Q and E, which we're going to get into in a second. But then at level 11, I'll have like one point in Diabolic Edict. And that alone enough is enough to like take a tower if it's at fifty percent HP already. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. I I max it first, and like by eight minutes, there's no tier ones left on the map. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his E is lightning storm. It summons a lightning storm that blasts the target enemy unit. It's uh, unit targeted, then strikes any nearby enemy units, uh, and anyone struck by it is slowed. So the damage scales from 90 up to 210. The number of jumps of the lightning scales from 4 up to 10. I didn't realize it got to 10. It's a lot of jumps. Uh, yeah. The lightning jump radius is 475. The movement slow is 75% from, four, from 0.4 seconds up to 1 second. Uh, and there's a scepter. Um, no, that, 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 that's not in the game anymore, Drew. Oh, cool. It's in the actual tooltip in the client. Um, there used to be a scepter for it, but there isn't. Yeah. It is a solid uh, four-second cooldown. Exactly. Uh, this ability, you know, it's nice to push out waves uh, once, like when you don't have your ulti already. Uh, but when you have your ulti, um, using ulti to push out waves is more efficient. And it's very, very useful for hitting your stun because it has that small slow that's just enough to hit your stun uh, before you have ults or something. Yeah. And there's a uh, a level 15 talent that adds 100 to the lightning storm damage. True. However, that's, I mean, that's pretty su substantial. It's substantial, but I actually usually take the movement speeds. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see the argument I mean, for movement speeds. I just think it's 50% more damage. enhanced lightning storm, uh, I think the lightning storm damage was better. Uh, but now okay. that the axe is not in the game, it's like meh. Like, you don't really use Lightning Storm that much for damage anyway. It's more about the slow wind to set up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's only 100 damage every four seconds. Yeah. So it's like 25 DPS at level 15, which isn't too much. Exactly. Especially since you're spitting out. Um, yeah, and you're not going to, like, even if you're in a team fight, you're not going to use Lightning Storm every four seconds exactly because... Your stun uh, takes priority and like your cast animation. And you know, you have uh, one second cast animations on every spell. So, like, it's very hard to actually like use all your spells all the time. Yeah. Because you want to be like running at people if you ulti. Yes. And that ulti, Arian. That is, ulti. Is Pulse Nova. Uh, it is a toggle, it creates waves of damaging energy around Leshrac. And once per second, it deals damage. Um, so the mana per second cost is 20, scaling up to 60. The radius is 525 at all levels. And the amount of dam magical damage it puts out is 100 per second, scaling up to 200 per second. Um, 
And there is a talent to add 40 to it at mm. uh, level 20, which isn't fantastic. It's pretty good. It's your main damage. Yeah, it's not source. bad. I usually take it over the strength because you're like survivable anyway. Yeah, you have like a BKB and all this other stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, this is the one that makes him glow mm-hmm. and why he's the disco pony. Very nice uh, for farming. The... Yes. And it used to have, right? Wasn't there like a premium to start it before? And then there was like an ongoing cost and they just changed it to a flat mana per second? Uh, that's still a small premium. So the starting cost is 70. Uh, oh, okay. And then yeah, the yeah, sustained cost is 20. But then at level 3, it's only 10 mana more, to uh, 10 mana less to sustain it than starting it. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to have 200 magic damage every second around you, literally? So, like, this is good for everything. It's good for team fighting, but it's also worth to use this on a single target. It makes you farm so damn quickly. Like, you push out waves like it's nothing with the zero, especially in conjunction with being fast, because there's two ingredients to fast farming, right? That's why you go battle for your on AM. You need mobility and you need to clear creeps quickly. Aeon, he has mobility. That's why he buys Battlefury to clear creeps quickly. Lashrag, he's very fast and he has AoE damage to clear creeps quickly. So, like, he farms very fast and he doesn't even need to build farming items. It's so nice playing Lashrag, honestly. Yeah, I played him as a four uh, a while ago and, there, you know, there's always space on the map somewhere. Yeah, even as a four, you and- want to be farmed. Oh, yeah, you just, like, show up at a wave, and you're, like, one lightning storm, two pulses, and they're all gone. Exactly. And then you gotta, yeah, you gotta get that, like, thing so you know exactly how many pulses will kill a wave, and you, like, supplement it with something else if you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's three pulses, mostly, at level yeah. three. Um, something, a tip I will give to my fellow Lesh players, uh, if you don't have Bloodstone, Leave Pulse Nova at level 1, and then after you have Bloodstone, you can max it. Because it does, yeah. at level 1, 100 damage for 20 mana, which is very efficient. At level 2, it's 150 damage, which is better, but it's twice the mana cost to sustain it. So that's less efficient. Hmm. And if you don't have Bloodstone yet, you really care about that mana efficiency. Once you have Bloodstone, you have very like you have a lot of mana anyway, so you can go that. But if you don't have Bloodstone, I'd leave it at level one. Um, but hold your skill point because you really, really want to have this at level two immediately once you have your Bloodstone. Yeah, that's okay. my tip for that, Lash players. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah, you hold it, and then if you. If there is a team fight and you have to spend it before your bloodstone just to get the extra yeah, stuff exactly. out, yeah, exactly. Obviously, you can use then it if you have you to use it as well, right? Yeah, his his talents are, I think, very good. Yeah, for sure. At level ten, there's either plus four armor or plus forty split earth radius. Yeah, if, which I usually take just because it's cool. Yeah, if you're a support and you're gonna go shot, you can take the earth radius. But in ninety nine percent of my lash games, I take the armor because. You don't really want to build armor until after you have, like, two or three items. That's when you usually get Shivas on dash. Um, mm. So the four armors value value. Yeah, right, yeah. If you're going to, like, run in. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely the way to do it. At 15, as we said, 25 movement speed or plus 100 lightning storm damage. Both are good. Both are good. Uh, I take the movement speed, though. Yeah, I think I took the lightning storm damage most of the time, just because... 
100 is a big number. I think I was seduced it's by that. It's a big that. number, yeah, but 25 movement speed, you know, you're not maxed out usually with your build, so you like, it actually makes a difference. Uh, and yeah, as I said, I don't use Lightning Storm for damage that much anyway. It's more about the slow and setup. Yeah. And then at level 20, you have either plus 40 Pulse Nova damage or plus 20 strength. Yes. Um, the 20 strength is tempting, it's but... It's very tempting. But you have a Bloodstone, which gives you a ton of HP. Yeah. You probably have a BKB, which gives you a ton of HP and survivability. Hmm. Maybe a uh, that mask that steals life from magic damage. Eternal Shroud? Uh, the Voodoo Mask. Like oh, yeah. Either a Voodoo Mask going toward Octarine or toward Eternal Shroud. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Octarine isn't built out of Voodoo Mask. It's just oh. Shroud and Bloodstone, I think. Is Bloodstone built out of Voodoo Mask? Yeah, yeah. Bloodstone does the... Okay, that's the one I was thinking Bloodstone of. Right. is the other item that gives you spell lifesteal these days. Oh, yeah. Octarine's uh, Aetherlands yeah. now, right? On, I mean, on these talents, like, if you're losing really, really badly, then you should take the strength. I've done it in a couple games, but in most games, like, even if I'm losing but not that badly, I'll take the uh, Pulse Nova damage. Hmm. Because, yeah. What did I take? I mean, Pulse Nova, opposed to Lightning Storm, it is your main damage source. You, you want that as strong as possible. In this game, I was so tanky. I took the 20 strength. I took four armor, 20 strength, 25 movement speed, and I had a bloodstone, a BKB, and a halberd. <laughs> Damn, halberd on this. I've never done that. I, I had a uh, Kaya and Sanj, and I disassembled it for the bloodstone, and then they had a uh, PA. Oh, yeah, so I makes just sense. Grabbed a halberd. Yeah, with the leftover Sanj. And uh, I was just running around with my stuff on and my BKB on, and nobody could kill me. It was mm. pretty wild. Um, and then at 25, you have plus 30% magic resistance, which is a lot, or plus 30 diabolic edict explosions, which, I mean, everybody takes because it's nutty, right? Yeah, it's so insane. Like, you <laughs> run up to a base, and you press one button, and you're going to take four buildings or something. It's really crazy. And, like... The biggest counter to Lashrag is BKB, right? Or he was like Jaguar Lifestealer. And Lifestealer, for example, he counters Lashrag super hard until Lashrag has level 25. Because then, like, he tries to man fight you and you just press W and he instantly dies. Oh, yeah, Pierce's spell muted. I didn't know Yeah, it's that. physical damage. It's so good. Wow. Yeah, really good. Yeah, he, yeah. And then he has an Aghanim Scepter upgrade called Nihilism, hmm. which causes all nearby enemies in 450 AoE and Lesh, right? Uh, no, Lesh isn't ethereal. Ah, okay. But he so, might as well be because the heroes can't hit him if they're ethereal. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like no different. Yeah. Uh, to turn ethereal, preventing them from attacking and causing them to take 30% more magic damage and be slowed by 30% for four seconds. It increases Leshrac's speed rather than reducing it. That's what confused me. Like, rather than reducing Like, why would it reduce his speed? You get a... It, it's a bit weird wording, but you just get a movement speed boost while doing this. Yeah. Does not cause you to take amplified damage. Here, I'm demoing this. It's certain, it's like they wrote it as if it turns you ethereal. True. Maybe it does. I'm not 100% sure. But okay. I, I played Leshrac against the Medusa recently and his game was just ruined man you just get on top of him and you can't hit everybody for so long yes it yes it, i believe it turns you 
It turns Lashrek ethereal as well? Uh, looks like it. Let me uh, freeze Test the tomb. Yeah, you can't attack. Oh, interesting. You're, you're ethereal. But maybe that's because the people you're trying to attack are ethereal. No, it's attacking the creeps in the demo lobby. Okay, if you say so. I will leave you, Jim. Oh, yeah, you are ethereal. <laughs> Damn, I didn't even notice. Because it doesn't say it. And it's also, <laughs> it says it indirectly like, in the tooltip. I buy this egg so much, right? But it's hard to notice because you're so glowy anyway. The like glow you get from being ethereal oh, barely yeah. makes a dent. Yeah, but you can't see anything that's happening when Lightrack is on, exactly. especially with his with his cool uh, yeah uh, his cool immortals. And if you get the shard, if which I think is underrated, but it is after they gave it the fourth like thing, like after it does it four yeah. times now instead of three, it's a bit better. Um, I still like it's the last item it, I will buy, honestly. Um, yeah, like other items do so much yeah. for him. Something but I think if you're like sieging a base. You just like cast it where you're gonna stand, and if they come at you, they're gonna get stunned by it at some point. Yeah, uh, something it, like protects you for twenty seconds. Something else I want to say about this hero: he has one of the most insane. You would think he's not that hard in the like super late game because he's not a right clicker, but his level thirty is so insane because you're gonna get all the really really good talents that you didn't take. Aww. Which is oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like twenty strength <laughs> plus thirty magic resistance, and then you also have all the other talents. It's really nice. <laughs> that is nuts. And the the magic, the spell life steal from Bloodstone and Eternal Shard stack, right? Yeah, yeah. Bloodstone even gives you spell life steal amplification, so it stacks in two ways. Kind <laughs> of. Oh wow! Yeah, because he could be. Uh, Vulnerable to magic damage. Yeah, or physical, if you have axe. Huh? If you have axe, you're immune to physical damage. Cause you're no, I'm saying I'm saying he could be vulnerable to magic damage. True. Uh, and get nuked. So the Eternal Shroud isn't like a crazy item for him to buy. No, I, I go Eternal Shroud on almost every Lashrek game. I mean, I, we oh, haven't cool. talked builds anyway, so I guess I'll just run you down in my like through my mid Lashrek build. So I think Yules, nobody will argue with that, obviously. Um, yeah. I stay at Brown Boots, I get Yules, then I get a Kaya usually, and then I go for the Travels. I've changed this, I think, two weeks ago. Before that, I went Yules, Travels, and then to the Kaya, but I think it's actually value to get Kaya before Travels. It's a very good item for Lash, uh, just by itself. Then I upgrade, like after I got travels, I upgrade into Bloodstone. And then it's it's kind of fluid. You have to look at the enemy team. If you're scared of physical damage, you just go Shivas. If you're scared of magical damage, you go Eternal Shroud. And if it's a mix, a really good option, which I do a lot, is I get the armor part of Shivas. Then I go Shroud and then I finish the full Shivas. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. And then after you got Shivas or Shroud, you get whichever one you don't get. And then you get Axe. Because it's very fun and it's very good. Yeah. Um, and I, I I got it. Mine's fairly similar. I went, if you're a coward, you can I go BKB. But especially now that Eternal Shroud is in the game, I really don't feel like you need BKB on Lashrek, honestly. Yeah. And this one, I went Kai and Sanj to get the. A lot of Status people do that. From but Bloodstone, though, it's so good, Jim. How can you not build Bloodstone? I did. I built it. I disassembled the Kai Assange and built the Bloodstone eventually. Uh, but I needed a, in that game. I needed a BKB. 
Okay, sure. I mean, I mean if you was... really need one, you can build it, but... Yeah, I mean, there was Puck Knight... There was Night Stalker Disruptor Puck. Oh, like, yeah, sure, sure. You need a BKB. <laughs> but in, like, in most of the games I play, at least, I feel like I can get away with no BKB. At least you feel that way, yeah. Cool, yeah. What did I do when I played support? What? Play support, of course, became a core because you farm so fast. Yeah. On support, this? you can get ATOS if you want. Yeah, it looks like that's what I did. I don't remember exactly the order. Uh, yeah, I built an urn just because... That's cute. We need an urn I like that. Holder. It's a little mana region, right? Yeah. Mana region. And uh, we didn't have anyone else to get an urn. Um, and then, yeah, I built an ATOS. And then bots because greedy. And then a BKB. Oh, by the way, and, uh, if you were playing lost. this mid... Get clarities. I probably, like, in any given Lash Rank game, I'll buy, like, 15 clarities or something. Because the mana you get from clarity, with your spells, you're going to turn that into, like, 250 gold. It's very worth to just keep chucking clarities. Yeah, he, like, absolutely needs the mana. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, and that's Lash He has good cosmetics, too. Oh, yeah, he has he uh, two cool pink immortals. I assume you use one of the green ones, because... Uh, he has Why two pink models. No, I use yeah, I use the green one. I have the like rare one from that one TI companion, the tormented staff of eminent revival. It's the you know yeah, tormented I... staff, but it's green. Yeah, I have it not equipped because you think it's ugly. Green and pink. Yeah, because green and pink don't go together. Nah, it looks cool, dude. He's a nature guy. <laughs> He's a nature guy. Uh, uh, and then even like a bunch of the other sets, like. I find his stuff pretty good. Yeah, for sure. He's a cool-looking hero. Uh, he has a this very one that cool makes taunt. Like elk horns? Uh, it's Larry yes. Disco Pony taunt. Like, they just went full in on that meme. It's him, like, dancing under a disco ball. Yes. Uh, he's fun to play. Definitely go play him. Yeah. He runs around. You do a ton of damage. Go play Dash Rai. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he's not hard. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a lot of buttons to press. I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean... And he has a, like, fairly hard to get stunned. Like, you can choke Leshrac, I think. You can definitely choke while playing Leshrac. Yeah, I mean, if you miss the stun, if you miss your combos and stuff, but I still think... Like, you're not buying, like, eight active items on him. I think... I mean, you buy Bloodstone, which is a button to press, you buy Yules, you buy Shivas, and you buy Eternal Shroud. That's a button on every item. Yeah, but you're not like targeting people at the right time. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, but you still have... it's like pipe. Yeah. Like pipe is active, but it's not really active. Yeah, okay, I, I, I see your point. Let's move on to new sus news, Joe. Sounds good. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. First question by Porktwop. Which Dota hero is a great representation of your country and why? You start, Joe. Oh, okay. Well, I am from the United States of America. And so I am going to choose the most American hero, which is Batrider. True, yeah. Uh, if anyone has played Batrider, you'll know he has like a, uh, a Texan accent. And he uh, rides around and sets fire to everything and throws oil everywhere. I think there's very few American archetypes 
Uh, very few archetypes more American than like the Texas oil man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's clearly what Batrider is, and so I'm going with Batrider. Uh, I don't know. Are there any like German Dota heroes? I don't know. Are there any with German accent? Tusks isn't German. I guess you right? wouldn't know, would you? I think he's Norwegian. Yeah, probably. Do you play with German language? No, I don't play with German language, dude. I will never. Most German like <laughs> movies or stuff in the dub, so I, I just don't like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What are like German traits that a hero in Dota could have? Jim, what, what traits do you typically associate with Germans? Uh, you know, like orderliness, um, like a, a preoccupation with complex rules. So, Darkseer? That I can see Darkseer right. being German. I can see Darkseer being German. Maybe, yeah. He's a great general, like uh, Clausewitz. Is Clausewitz German, or is he like Austrian or Prussian or something? I think he was Austrian. Eh. Well, okay. He'll be one. Of, he'll, he could be one of the Austrians you all claim. Let's let's say Darkseer, but I I'm not really satisfied with that answer, to be quite honest. Um, next question by Drilling Seven. Happy Memorial Day, aka Sam's Day off. Shout out to you, Sam. What's your favorite yes. barbecue food? Ooh. Do you barbecue in Germany? Yes, I do. What do you mean? Ah, I don't know. All right. What What do you barbecue? Uh, I, I thought I, I thought you were going first. My favorite sausage is uh, Nuremberger Bratwurst. It's like okay. a very it's a it's like a tiny sausage. It's very delicious. Okay. What about you? Uh, I think my favorite barbecue food is like grilled chicken. Uh, we make up grilled chicken, and we have this cilantro lime. I mean, I like grilled chicken. Well, that that's use. the basic answer. Well, yeah, it's like a there's like a cilantro lime marinade, and uh, I think once I picked cilantro out of my backyard, and uh, made it up, and it was really good. I mean, cilantro lime chicken is pretty basic, but it's like juicy and good, and you can't go wrong. And you can like do so much with chicken. In terms of like coming up with your own marinades and spice rubs and stuff, that's fun to play with. That's what I like to do. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, next question by Darkstorm. Oh, no. Sorry. I missed a question. By Mavrosi. Mm. Which Dota hero would you trade your significant other for? You go first, John. That's a, that's a loaded uh, question. Does your wife listen to the yeah. podcast? No, I'm sure she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Uh, obviously I would not trade uh, for any Dota 2 hero. Sure, sure, sure. That's what I would say if I were you. Uh, the natural choice would be nature's profit for the teleport. Just because it wouldn't be really like Dota if I didn't point out that nature's profit teleport is the absolute best real world ability. She can't teleport you though, or he can't teleport you. Nah, but you can get like you can go grocery shopping. Feel like anything you need. Okay, if you say In, like, so. Like no time. I think you need to <laughs> think a bit grander, Jim. I, I had this conversation with my daughter the other day. Really? About how like Yeah, not not this precise conversation about Dota Heroes replacing mommy. Oh, but okay. 
like a, a broader conversation about kind of what I think about and how boring I am. There is a question about like wh- what time period would you want to live in or whatever, if not today mm. uh, or including today. And I was like, well, yeah, obviously today because of like public health. I'm like, you'd get a communicable disease in another time period. She's like, that's what you think about. I'm like, yeah, I think about plumbing and antibiotics. <laughs> that's the, the, the basis on which I, I, I make my decisions. She's like, that is so boring, Dad. Mm. I'm like, yep. You're literally making me yawn, that's, dude. That wasn't by Yeah, stage. man. <laughs> that's me. Uh, I will say, I mean, I don't have a significant other, but I would pick Death Prophet because she could probably make me a mortal, hopefully. It would be nice oh, if she could make me a mortal without me becoming green because I like my skin tone. Uh, but yeah, it would be nice to be a mortal. Is there like lore about her making people immortal? Mm, no. I mean, I would be satisfied okay. being just like one of her little ghosts that like flies through people. That's still better than just like uh, being dead. Can we get... Uh... An immortal, maybe a tie-in with the podcast with little Aryan faces floating around, little translucent green that Aryan faces instead very of very disturbing. Instead of fish or moths or whatever it is you happen to use. Uh, what do I use right now? I use little birds. Oh, the birds one's cool. I use the moth one. Yeah, I like the butterflies as well, actually. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question by Darkstorm. I plan to attend my first TI this summer, if possible. Can you give a quick sum up on the overall TI experience and some general tips for first timers from your previous tips, trips? Um, I've actually never attended TI myself. This would be the first one I'm attending uh, because you know it was in North America, so kind of hard for me to get to. I've been to a plenty like Dota events in general, though. My tips would be: don't feel like you have to watch every game. Because as much as these Dota events, like being there personally, are about watching the games, there's a lot of cool stuff that just happens around the venue uh, that you might miss out on if you like try to literally watch every game. And then speaking about all the cool activities that you can do outside the venue, don't try to do everything on the first day. Unlike my first Dota event I went to, that was ESL Hamburg, I want to say 2016 or 2017, one of those. Um... I did like all the cool venue activities on day one. And then the next day, it was just uh, the next two days. It was just repeating stuff. So yeah, save a bit, you know, don't be too greedy. That's a good idea. That's interesting. I went to two, I have not been to TI. I went to two live events in New York when they were in uh, Madison Square Garden. But they were each one day. So I think that advice would be good to not, kind of try to rush everything and, and spread it out a bit. I don't know. I, I enjoyed watching the games. It was fun. I don't know if I have any advice. Um, enjoy the city, too, if you're, like, not from Stockholm. Because it's in Stockholm, right? Yeah, it's in Stockholm. Yeah, try to, you know, get out of the venue sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the venue is pretty close to the like city center apparently, so that's nice. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, I get why you'd want to ask this, but the, you, you have a point, Jim. I think the framing of this question, it's not that great because 
I don't think that's like shots fired Jeez. a thing where you like I'm good at going to Dota events. Like it's not about you know doing it ideally. As long as you have fun, it should be you know money well spent. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, obviously do whatever you want. Um, but I think he made a good point in that, like you, your answer of you know kind of don't like spread out the the outside the venue things because it get, could get repetitive. So don't think you have to get it all done right away. I think that is good advice um, that he got from a yeah yeah from sure. someone. So yeah, uh, cool. Last question by Deezer. Would you consider doing a physically distanced theme Thursday at the end of the pandemic, when the end of the pandemic is declared, where every player must keep distance from other players in the game? Uh, we could do that. What heroes would fit into this category, Jim? Oh, uh, Magnus. Yes, true. To just draw everyone together in as close as, as thing as possible. Yeah. Darkseer for vacuum. No. Uh I don't know, I guess it would have to be all ranged heroes, right? It Because you have to stay... Could be, yeah. Maybe the hard counter to this lineup would be Puck. Imagine picking Puck into this lineup. Literally just destroying anything. Uh, I mean, Spectre is the hard counter to this matchup because you're always going to get Desolate on everyone. Yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> I don't know, you could pick like Mirana. She can just leap away from people. Storm Spirit. Yeah, those are good heroes. Yeah, but I mean, but, but you, you need a certain amount of range, right? Because you can't... You can't do Storm because you're going to be zipping right up to people and you're going to get Kovi. Uh, true, but I only have to stay away from my teammates, right? I don't know. I think Enchantress is great because she has Sproink. She jumps back. Yeah, true, true, true. Gets away from people. Yeah, I don't... That's a good idea. We did Masks versus like Plague slash Disease early in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It would be good to do one to, to celebrate the end of the pandemic. Again... Uh, that's happening at different paces everywhere. True. So, where I live, we just got. You can go into stores without a mask if you're vaccinated. Man, must be nice. It's weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't leave my house because I only have one leg. True. <laughs> but someday I'll go back into public. You're working on it. It's healing slowly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Cool. Let's give your leg a bit more time to heal and stop exhausting yourself uh, with this exhausting podcast uh thank you jim. it's hard work man thank you jim for joining me today for we like dollar episode 342 you're welcome Marion. yeah we'll see you guys next week thank you for joining us thank you for listening follow us on twitter at we like dota join our discord join uh check out the uh the bluebell woods fundraiser and our match next exactly week. we'll be playing team digital come out for that it'll be a lot of fun to watch we're probably going to do some wacky strat I'm still working on that one and yeah see you guys next week Bye.